And welcome to show number 34 of the Odyssey House Journals. I'm Trip Mitchell. That is Randall Carlisle. We've done that many. 34. <laughs> wow. My gosh. At 5,000 a show, we're rich. Let me do that. 30 times 5. That's $1.4728 million that's been wired to our accounts. And Everything's free. Don't take yeah. that seriously. So the reason that we do this show, and Lee, who produces and directs it, is we are in the recovery community, both Randall and I, and part of one of the axioms in recovery is the best way to keep it is to give it away. So service work, and for some people, service work is driving people to meetings, being a sponsor, many ways that people provide service. And what Randall and I have decided to do is to do a show on recovery and meet some amazing people. And we have kept that part of our we've, promise. We've had some great podcasts, and, and they're available on, well, on Odyssey House YouTube channel, but also an audio version of uh, iTunes and Spotify uh, so you can listen to them while you're driving to work. We won't put you to sleep. Well, maybe we will. I shouldn't say <laughs> Actually, that. Actually, our last show we had. Yeah, the last show maybe. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a gentleman, Jordan, was on with some... Tibetan bowls. Tibetan bowls. And it was very relaxing. Yeah. And <laughs> so we're peaceful now. So okay, we're good, peaceful. Good. So we'll have a number up throughout the show, and that's the number of Odyssey House. And that number is just a number to call. So if you're concerned about addiction, if you've got friend, relative, whomever, sometimes getting that off your back and making a call is the best way to do it. And Odyssey House isn't going to try to sell you anything. They've got 700 people in recovery right now. They're doing just fine. But it's a nice resource to have you get right. some numbers from other yeah, people. Or if you need help. information on how much a treatment program would cost or treat, various treatment programs available or what we do and, you know, different kinds of services because you can seek residential service, outpatient service. Uh, just depends on your situation. And, and not everyone's right for Odyssey, and Odyssey's not right for everyone, but there is a treatment center out there if you want help. If you don't want help, no treatment center is going to help you. I yeah, mean, it's, 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 and that's, but the number, and I didn't realize until our last show that there's 700 people in treatment at Odyssey sure. House now. Yeah. Then you factor the other treatment centers. Mm -hmm. a, a, there are a lot of people there are roughly a million of us in the Salt Lake Valley, and then you add Utah County, Davis, and Weber County. There are a lot of people here, but a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people are in recovery. But when someone's in meaningful recovery, it's a life-changing. It can uh, be. It yeah. really can, yeah. for so. the better. Well, why don't you introduce us? Christine Pulsifer, Christina yes. Pulsifer, <laughs> and she works for Salt Lake County Criminal Justice Services, and I was... So impressed with her. We brought her to one of our family group evenings one night not too long ago. And when, first of all, I guess maybe I should ask you what you do, but what really <laughs> impressed me was because she's in charge, or you're not totally in charge of all that, but she's involved with drug court, which we've heard a lot about, mm -hmm. uh, and, and then also with people on parole. And you think of, when you think of probation or or parole officers or, or things like that. You think of these big bad guys knocking down doors and everything. And what really impressed me the night that you were there was the approach that you guys take 
And, and can you sort of talk about that? First of all, tell yes, me what Criminal Justice Services does. <laughs> sure. So um, we actually do not pr provide parole services at our agency. We just do either pretrial um, interventions and probation services. We do have drug court. So drug court is part of our team, and that's usually a plea in advance kind of a situation. Um, we also have people that help screen at the jail. So anyone who gets booked into the jail has contact with our staff right away. Um, and then we provide pretrial supervision services, and um, that is prior to sentencing and before anyone is even convicted of a crime. And so it's in lieu of jail, and because we want people to, just because they can't afford bail, they shouldn't, doesn't mean they should be in jail. So we provide that service to help kind of provide some of that supervision. Um, we also have an assessment unit. They provide pre-sentence reports. They do risk assessments for all of our, our clients, and then they refer them either to standard probation, um, perhaps an intensive supervision level probation, and um, also provide drug court um, and court and treatment services as well, specialty courts, I guess. So we've got veterans court, mental health court, lots of different courts under that. So in, in Salt Lake, a big majority of people that are arrested yes. are for drugs or alcohol yes. issues. Yes. What would you say that number is? Oh gosh, I am is it not well sure. over fifty percent? Yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely an element of substance use in the majority of charges, whether or not that's the primary offense, or that is related to a theft charge, or a domestic violence incident, or things like that. There's a lot of substance use, um, you know, involved in that. So it sounds like, and we have had Randall has booked some amazing guests on the yeah. show, and we've had some people that were guests of uh, the county. Yes. <laughs> State or sure, federal government sure. for free, too. I wow. know. Great. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about some amazing things that happen mm -hmm. while they're incarcerated or in the in the process. And our greatest guest was show number one. This young lady was looking at a long time in, in the federal system. Mm -hmm. And the judge took pity and was impressed with a lot of things she's done, and she is doing amazing. Yeah, so, she stayed out, and that wouldn't be her venue she got she got there's a federal program called you act oh okay and, and, i'm not familiar with and, that and they only select a few people that they think are going to succeed and it's a federal diversion program okay. is what it is and she was one of 12 people selected to do oh, that wow. when she was looking at a 10-year mandatory term for for meth distribution mm -hmm. and because she did so well in odyssey house and has such a great attitude and who's doing great things, she qualified for this program. Okay. So she was an uh, so, audit house client. Yeah, and, and really, uh, describe drug court. You know, we refer to it a lot, and I don't know that people understand how it works. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a heroin addict, and I'm busted for whatever, and I'm sentenced to jail. How do I get into drug court? How's that work? Right, so you can't just like self, you know, go in and say, I, I want to, to volunteer to yeah. drug court. But you, it comes basically from the attorney. Um, from the client's attorney. So as long as they talk to them and then there is some, you know, eligibility requirements that they have to make or to meet, so level of charges, uh, depending on things, and then the DA will screen them to make sure that they are appropriate for um, drug court. We also have a medium risk level court called ASAP court. Um, and so once they basically plea in to that, you know, it's usually a plea in abeyance. They say if I complete successfully, then that charge is dismissed or sometimes reduced to the 402 reduction um, with that. And so 
Um, you know, the minimum amount of time is usually 13 to 15 months. I mean, sometimes it can be a lot longer, as we know that you know people work the program in their in their own way. And it's pretty strict. They have it's to very strict. What do they have to do so because a lot yeah. of our Odyssey clients are also Absolutely. in drug court. Yes. So there are five phases um, in just the the standard drug courts, and there are four standard drug courts, and then there's one. Um, of the medium risk ASAP level court, and we also have a couple of mental health courts and veterans courts. So, but the standard drug courts have five phases, and uh, the first phase is very intense, <laughs> and you're going in weekly with the courts. You're you know meeting with your case managers very frequently. We've got detectives that work um, with the team, and um, lots of treatment. There's always a substance abuse assessment, and then work with um, our clinical case managers and our case managers as well to make sure that. Their treatment needs are being met. They have to UA drug tests probably two times a week initially. Actually, that remains. So there's a lot of drug testing until phase five, which is more of kind of like a autonomous phase that we're still wrapped around them. This is actually a new thing that we implemented about a year ago. We were finding that people who were just cut off from all of this intense supervision were really struggling. So you're and trying to wean them off yes. supervision. <laughs> yes, wean them off and help them be successful. So it's a lot less intensive supervision on that phase five, but they still have us and we still drug test. We still kind of call them into court and things. I'm and trying to think how many times we dr- we we do UAs a week. So <laughs> let me see if they're in drug court and they're in Odyssey House. Yeah. They're peeing yeah. all the time. All the time. <laughs> yes, like... all the time. And so, right. And so they could be in you know outpatient level. A lot of them are in residential or at least intensive outpatient yeah. level. Um, we also provide classes at our our agency and they're kind of psychoeducational. We have some trauma classes. We have art classes. We've got a lot of great. Um, so options. are you under Sim Gill? No. Under the county? You're under the state. We are under the county. So Mayor Wilson is um, our big boss. Okay. <laughs> um, but we definitely work with, with Sim's office a lot. Um, we obviously, uh, and we there are DAs assigned to each drug court specifically. So it's a very collaborative effort. What a, I, I'm amazed, Randall. I am so darn impressed with the amount of effort that the state of Utah, Salt Lake County... Salt Lake County is very impressive in terms I mean, of the it services. Just, it is progressive. And I wanted to get into this because you guys talked about it when yeah. you came to our family group that you say criminal justice services, and it sounds sort of negative, mm-hmm. but you are not looking at it in a punitive way. Can you describe sure. the change in attitude or yeah. what's developed over the years? Yeah, and I think there's actually just been a big shift in criminal justice in Utah in general. So 2015, um, the state basically created the Justice Reinvestment Initiative, and that changed the landscape of how criminal justice and people involved in the system are treated. So that was basically meant to fund treatment and community supervision and reserve jail beds and prison beds for those very high risk, public risk to the community people. And so um, we have a lot of treatment funders Odyssey House is a JRI funded and approved treatment provider. And um, so the focus became on community supervision. And as we know, most people incarcerated are not going to remain incarcerated their whole life. And so what, how can we help them integrate back into the community and create true behavior change? Um, 2015, we also got a new director in, um, Keely Griffoni, and she um, is also very progressive and is on board with this. And so we really looked at supervising by risk. So we do an assessment and we look at a lot of different factors to say, what is this person's risk to recidivate, basically? Um, If they're working, they've got a lot of great family support, they have a low criminal history, then they're lower risk, right? Um, And a lot of those are substance use offenders. 
And the high-risk people may be people who have been using for many years, they, they aren't working, they have um, not a good support system, some antisocial thinking, and so we, we treat them differently. So we provide very heavy supervision for high risk, and that is all of our drug court clients. And um, so that's why it's so intense at the beginning. And then not as much for the low risk clients, because we find that the more you over, over supervise, the worse people become. Basically, um, <laughs> I guess in different layman's terms. You right? know, it's funny. I have told every boss I've ever had yeah. that. And yeah, don't micromanage me. or even looking at it like an alcoholic. Like I remember an angry wife of mine saying, "You drink too much. Don't drink anymore." And it would just make me drink more. Right, just cut it off. Like yeah. you just have yeah. to stop, I, right? Yeah. Cold turkey, and yeah. that's just going to help. So we, uh, we once we have intakes, we create a behavior change plan. That is what it is called, and we create goals and tasks and things to help work on them and our goal is really to help people get out of the system stay out of the system and create positive changes in their life well we incarcerate more people percentage-wise than any other country yeah. in the nation yes. in the and world I, in the world excuse yes. me in yes. countries yeah. in the nation and they've said that if we were able to get the drug situation under control mm-hmm. that could change the amount of people that go into the system, mm-hmm. that it could be incredible. And it sounds like the state of Utah is way, and Salt Lake yeah. County is way ahead of other jurisdictions around the country. For sure. I mean, we really are trying to get into treatment. It's it's a money problem. You know, I think with Medicaid expansion and some of that thing, we've been able to provide more treatment options for our clientele. But that is our, probably our number one barrier is the ability to, to have people. The beds sometimes are there. But the staffing's not there on the right. end of the treatment provider or, you know, various other things going on. And so, um, you know, we, we want people to be successful. We also want people to be um, accountable as well. And there are some court orders and the judges require certain things. There are statutory requirements that clients and, and have to And the complete. people that you are trying to help have done bad things in many cases. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely jail. This is not someone who's smoking pot at home and doesn't hurt himself. Right, soul. right. I mean, some of them definitely have some very serious offenses. Right. Um, and so that's when that risk supervision comes in. A lot of outreach kind of, you know, putting our arms around them and, <laughs> and giving them a lot of wraparound services to provide But the, but the that. thing that impressed me in, in, with your cohort, who was at our, at our yeah, family Timothy. group, mm-hmm was the fact that, and, and we've learned this at Odyssey too, uh, that shame-based treatment mm-hmm. and saying you were bad and that kind of stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And and you guys sounded like you're very encouraging about, hey, you had another clean week, way to go. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. We've You know, you find that you should use more positive affirmations and positive uh, reinforcement than negative, and that's what people respond to, just like your boss, right? Yep. If they're down your throat yeah. all the time, you're probably not going to be as likely to perform really well unless they're giving you a lot of encouragement and telling you what you did right. well. So, right. So, like, if you've got someone who had three, you know, four or five weeks of positive UAs and here's a, a negative one, for them, that's that's huge. And so reaching out to them and saying, you did, that's amazing. How did you do it? What do I need to continue to support your sobriety and, and help you get off probation or drug court or supervision? And I've got to tell you, I, I, I really would like to invite, because the general public is welcome to come to a drug court graduation. Mm-hmm. And to me, I've been to several and I spoke at one, uh, it, it to me, it's one of the most meaningful things I've ever seen. You get this group of people who have gone through over a year in drug court and in some other kind of treatment setting, 
and they all get to get up and speak with with a chosen person who speaks with them. It could be a significant other, a mom, a dad, a kid, a boss, uh, yeah, yeah, anyone. And 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 it's. Uh, I, I'm not that emotional, but I, it's brought <laughs> tears to my eyes several times because these people have accomplished so much and are so proud of what they've done. I, I mean, you 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 go to them all the time. Yeah, so I actually oversee those. Yes. I organize them. And, where where and, do they do them, by the way? Uh, they do them at the county council chambers in the north building of the government center, which is on Twenty First Twenty First and State State. Yep. And and you have a whole bunch of drug court graduations at this in the same week. Yeah, we have about five in the same week. So when are the next ones? Uh, the next ones are actually in a couple of weeks. We have one on October seventeenth, and then we have four the following week. So and that. how many people typically will be graduating? Um, you know, it really varies. It can be anywhere from three or four to 20. <laughs> so it and just it, depends. these are people who have been in county jail. Uh, yes. They've definitely, most of them have served some type of jail sentence or time. And their future is dubious at best. Yeah. But with at that point, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a year later, a year and a half, whatever it is, they're graduating and mm-hmm. it's going to make them much more employable. It's yes. going to make... Relate, I mean, it, it, it's like inventing a new person. And you know what? A program like that is sort of like, duh, it just makes sense. And thank yeah. goodness we're doing those things now. Yeah. yeah, drug court is probably one of the first evidence-based practices in the country. Um, and, it? So yeah. I've lived in Utah for uh-huh. a lot of years, but I've also lived in other cities around the country. And Utah doesn't get the credit sometimes we deserve. Yeah. We People take a look at some of our practices and think we're antiquated last in the country in certain things. And I'm finding that when it comes to programs and looking at criminal justice, we're a leader. And the county is so progressive in terms of what they're doing. Uh, It's and and the judges. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of judges. We have another guest coming yep. in. Come on in. Uh, Come on in. Have a seat. This, this is casual. <laughs> yeah. uh, the judges that I've met who are drug court judges, do they volunteer or are they assigned to that? Um, I think sometimes it, it, it's both. Um, some of them you know, volunteer to do it. Sometimes they're asked to do it. And, and they care. I mean, I, I, I've been to these graduations, and they are so proud of the drug court graduates, and they're... And they don't wear their robes or anything like that, and they don't aren't banging a gavel, and and they're just and and, and they're, you see them sit there, and most of the drug court graduates are saying thank you to judge whoever, yeah. uh, and the judges are just proud as can be, and it's it, 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 I, yeah, it's a colla- it's a very collaborative do you, do you, program. When, you, when you're there witnessing a drug court, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like you're getting overpaid that you'd be doing this for free? <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, really, there are some very emotional, you know, graduates and their families, especially many who have lost family yeah. members to addiction and have passed away and um, things like that. And it's you know very touching, and it's a one of the probably the best parts of you know my job and our job is to see the success because no one gets into this saying we want to just throw everyone in jail and hope that they just live out their life that way. We we want people to succeed, and because they might be my neighbor, my brother, my sister, you know, and everyone is impacted by addiction and, and substance use. So. They'll they'll have like a mom or a dad with them or something, or a, or a wife or a husband saying. I, and they'll cry. I mean, they have a box of Kleenex up yeah. on the podium. Oh, I have to always remember. Yeah. If I forget, it's I mean, bad news. It's an emotional <laughs> thing to see. And they'll say, I, I lost my son five years ago, and now I have him back. And it's just, I mean, it's mm-hmm. 
it's incredibly moving. I don't know. I can't describe it. You've got to be there. But <laughs> I wish I wish more people. And it, it's a huge it's a huge auditorium where people can. So come it's and a county it. at the city or the county building. The county council. It's where they have public chambers. hearings and things yeah. like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And Randall did a story on one of our graduates um, last cycle in July. So and that it, was exciting. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's just uplifting, and it's so cool to see good stuff happening with people who have done bad things, uh, but hopefully won't be doing bad things in the future. Yeah, okay. you take drugs and alcohol out of the equation, mm-hmm. and many crimes are committed just trying to find the money for right. both, right. and it, it causes yeah. good people to do bad things. And Sure, if, yeah. you see, if you see somebody in for not necessarily a drug charge, but for forgery or credit card theft or breaking and entering... Most of the time, it's it's motivated by the the need for money to buy drugs, mm-hmm. or if, as that has created some behavior changes in them that you know make them susceptible to acting more you know violently or aggressively, sure. or, and perhaps in ways that they wouldn't have before. We also have a, a drug court that's been de- dedicated to the operation Operation Rio Grande clientele, which has been very successful as well. I mean, these are individuals that have you know experienced homelessness for twenty years and now have. Homes and support, and you know, are successful. And we met and, a guest just a couple of weeks ago on the show who yeah. went through that and now is working for Salt Lake County. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of the um, graduates that we interact with and help, and they come and speak again and are great in the recovery community as well. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> to me, this is like one, this is the upside of, of, of drug addiction, substance <laughs> yeah. use disorder, because it's it, it, it proves that any, especially the Operation Rio Grande people. Because uh, we've had so many successful people complete our program yes. and complete drug court. And these are people that if you would have seen them on the street on Rio Grande a couple of years ago, you would have said there's no way this person can integrate back into a normal society, uh, clean and sober, and be a contributing member of society, yet they are. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. That, this half hour has flown by. Yeah. I. <laughs> Boy, what you do is pretty amazing, and uh, hats go off to you, your whole team, and, and some very some politicians. Frankly, are pretty visionary. Yeah, now we have we have a lot of visionary and progressive people working in Salt Lake County, and you know Ben McAdams started. He was he, he was very visionary, and and Jenny Wilson is yeah. you know following in his path, and yep. Sim Gill and people like that, and the judges and yes. your department. I mean, it's it's a positive. And I should do PR for Salt Lake County. Yes, <laughs> yes can you be our communication yeah, director? <laughs> but it's but it just, it, I'm just blown away. I was blown away by what you guys did at our family group meeting at Odyssey House. And I'm blown away by drug court. And it's just impressive what you do. So thank you well, so thank much. Thank you. I Thanks. appreciate having the opportunity to come talk about what we do. Fantastic. So the number at the bottom of your screen, 801 322 222. You can go on the Salt Lake County government page and look up criminal justice services and it sort of describes everything that they do, including drug court. And it would, I, I presume drug court graduation dates might be on they there. They are on there, but you can just, you know, reach out to you and you can get yeah, to me and I yeah, would be happy to send yeah. that information out. So thanks so much for watching. And again, if you've got a challenge, call that number on the screen or if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, 801-322-3222. Well done. Once again, you know, miracles will happen. Thanks so much for visiting <laughs> with us and we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day.